You're listening to the Stop Hating Mondays podcast brought to you by The Change Laboratory. In each episode, we answer client and listener emails with the goal of helping your career and workplace thrive. The Change Laboratory's core mission is to help people be more personally and professionally fulfilled. So we're big proponents of finding meaning in everything you do, in all the roles that you have. Of course, that includes seeking a sense of meaning, a deep sense of meaning and fulfillment from your work. And that's where we help most people and work groups is with career and workplace issues. But there's a problem. There's an over-identification with these roles that I'm speaking of that forces people to get lost in the role and sort of flailing in terms of who they are and what they're doing with their life. Why is it easy to get lost in your work or your career role? Well, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the average American works 45 hours a week in the crazy competitive industries that so many people want to work in, like finance and especially tech, surveys show that the number is closer to 60 hours a week. Now we hear, here we are in a a pandemic where people are not commuting. They're working from home. I think almost half people are working from home. What are people doing with that extra four to five hours on average that they used to spend commuting? hit. They're not working on other roles. They're adding that to work. What does this all add up to? All this focus on the work and career role? Workism. Workism is the twisted notion that your value is tied mostly to employment and what you do. And the back can serve as the primary, maybe even the soul. We know it's the soul yeah. of the people we work with meaning in your life that sounds outlandish to you it is and it's why it's the core thing we work on here at the change laboratory dismantling workism because it's really real and it's having devastating consequences on people's mental health and well-being yeah it sounds strange we uh are saying that the search for meaning in work or again any other role may be making you less fulfilled searching for meaning is making you less fulfilled so yeah in our many many years of serving as change consultants to individuals and corporations we've identified work as an over identification especially with professional roles to be one of the biggest roadblocks to achieving authentic fulfillment across your life When people come to us, regardless of the problem or what they think the problem is, burnout, inability to get a promotion, interpersonal issues, work group issues, it can all track back most of the time to workism at play. But there's a way out at any note, and that's why we've decided to make workism or how to avoid the trap of workism the very first topic we cover on this podcast. I'm Kent, and this is Kanan, and you're listening to the inaugural episode of the Stop Hating Mondays podcast. One of the reasons workism is so insidious is that it can be really 
tough to identify. In fact, uh, a lot of what we now consider to be hard work or, you know, putting in your time, putting in your time <laughs> is actually workism. So uh, this is our first tip. Understand what workism looks like. Yeah. So the symptoms of workism kind of getting into uh, what I said in the intro, long hours, expectation, or your instinct to always be available. The never-ending stream of last-minute deadlines, the constant fear that you're underperforming, the constant message that despite your best efforts, you are underperforming. <laughs> These are big things we work with with individuals and work groups, an unhealthy level of competition among your work group. You know, evil companies love this. They love bringing big shots in and then making them feel like crap, like they're not good enough. Uh, and they don't even have to say anything to do it. You just put a bunch of high achievers who don't know themselves, who suffer from workism, who are addicted to their role of work next to each other. Yeah. And you're going to get more productivity out of five people than you would out of 50 low to mid performers. Maybe you introduce a force ranking system so that you're pitting yeah. everybody against one another. Yeah, this is probably bad. This almost sounds like a podcast giving evil corporations <laughs> advice. This is the stuff we work to dismantle within corporations. <laughs> Those are the symptoms of workism. Yeah. I think what's so sad, what I alluded to in the opening to this tip is that for many people, uh, this just all sounds like business is normal, but that's kind of the whole point. Workism is so insidious because especially in the U.S. and in those industries you mentioned. Yeah, tax, finance, et cetera. Workism is the prevailing culture. I mean, it is business as usual, but that doesn't make it okay. The culture of workism is a great transition to our second tip. And as we've said before, there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to find some meaning and fulfillment in work, that's a good goal. You should be deriving some satisfaction beyond a paycheck. But as we said in the opening, that desire has made us all kind of vulnerable to exploitation. And sadly, ironically, it can make us even less fulfilled. So her next tip is to understand why workism even exists. Yeah. Uh, so workism exists because it can exist, it exists, and it's a highly effective way to drive increased productivity. Yeah. This tip is both obvious and a little dangerous because it's basically just pointing most people to what's in front of their eyes. I guess I just said 45 or 60, I'd argue more than 60 hours per week. It exists because it is the common structure in so many workplaces. Increased productivity means reduced labor costs and higher profits, and that's a powerful motivator for employers to lean into these cultures of workism. Plus, you're spending all your time doing this. Like, it's easy for you to fall into this trap of, like, I'm going to make all my difference at work. Yeah and make everything else, all those other roles in my life fit into that or fit around that. Yeah. I I think it's important to call out that 
all of this nefariousness doesn't even mean that employers are actually being nefarious. Uh, although, let's be honest, many are because it makes them a lot of money. Uh, but we worked with plenty of companies where, in the you know the decision makers and the leaders, they're in the trap of workism as well. Yeah, they're buying into the same structure that you are. Yeah, yeah, and they don't even know that what they're driving is a culture of workism. Yeah. They're simply trying to engage employees and drive the same sense of purpose and work that they themselves are searching for. So yeah, your leaders may be driving a culture of workism because they're consumed by workism. Yeah. Okay. This can all sound very dire and depressing, but as you said in the opening, Kent, we're always looking for ways to help people find more meaning in their lives and feel more fulfilled. So I'm going to make this third tip, you know, a positive note. I want to end this podcast on a positive note. And so our third tip, and I know this one's going to be both simple and profound. Understand that knowing yourself is the antidote to workism. Yeah. And I have to give my usual disclaimer here and say, uh, this is everywhere in the work we do across our website in other podcasts everywhere. You're going to see it figure heavily into our foundational series of podcasts that are meant to represent the core of what we do. Uh, this concept of knowing yourself is the core and the profound main takeaway from our book, Stop Hating Mondays. Your most important role is you. When you don't have a foundation of self-awareness, other things can step in and take that very important place. That is how workism takes yeah. a hold. So if you know you, you are off to a great start. Workism takes hold when you don't recognize your own value. Not your value as it relates to your role or organization, but your inherent value, the value that you bring just because you exist. Yeah. So without knowing yourself, without this self-awareness, workism can undermine your fulfillment by leading you to optimize out the very things in your life that make you genuinely happy oh, so yeah. that you can spend more time working. And I mean, we're talking about this is, this, again, you've got a bunch of other roles, not just work. So when we talk about optimizing out, I mean, minimizing all these other roles, which is awful enough, but at the core of all your roles, and most importantly, the role we're speaking of here, your career, uh, not knowing yourself is putting you at a disadvantage in the first place. So not only are you not bringing yourself to this role that you're spending 60 plus hours a week at, your other roles are getting further diminished and you don't already know yourself and what you bring to those roles. Yes. Let's just baseline this. Knowing yourself is the antidote to the toxic culture of workism. And if you want to avoid workism, you have to start with knowing you. The only way to find more meaning in your life and become more fulfilled is to know yourself. Okay, our three tips for how to avoid the trap of workism. Number one, recognize workism. 
Number two, understand why it exists and know yourself. Know yourself. Do you have a question you'd like answered here on the Stop Hating Mondays podcast? Send an email to questions at stophatingmondays.com. Also, visit thechangelaboratory.com for information on the services we provide, along with tips and tools that drive fulfilling careers and propel organizational effectiveness. Thank you.